Welcome to the Life Well-Lived Podcast. I'm Kayla Brandon, a holistic health coach and wellness enthusiast. I am absolutely obsessed with learning about people who live their most authentic lives. In this podcast, you'll hear stories about those who truly live a life well-lived and what they do mentally, spiritually, and physically to get there. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical advice on pursuing a life with purpose and passion. This week, I spoke with fellow mama and fitness guru, Macy Pruitt, a Nashville native, former collegiate athlete, and personal trainer who runs an online fitness business. In this episode, we get real on what life is really like as a mom, Macy's journey from working in corporate America to working in the fitness industry, how she uses her Instagram to create community, and how the heck she got her booty back after having a baby. Without further ado, let's get into it. I obviously know you via Instagram. We met um, through like a mom's group and then we just kind of clicked and you delivered your baby E right before I gave birth to Finn. So I feel like we know each other, but I want to get to know each other even more and I want the audience to get to know you. So can you start out just telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, you know, where you live, where you came from, what you're doing now? Yes. So I'm Macy Pruitt on Instagram. I'm fittest core. I live in Nashville. This is where I was born. Uh, lived in Birmingham, Alabama for a little bit, but this has been the majority of where I've spent my life. Love it here. Um, I have been a personal trainer for, gosh, five or six years. I can't keep track anymore, but five or six years. So fitness has been kind of all that I've known really my whole life. I was an athlete my whole life and did a desk job for a year and a half post-college and then went into fitness. So, um, personal training, group fitness, and then got pregnant with Eli during quarantine. He's a quarantine babe. Um, we, we love him for that. Uh, and then kind of transferred from mom full-time to personal training full-time as well. So wearing, it feels like a ton of hats, but well, I do, I do wear a lot of hats because I run my own business and stay at home with him as well. So still personal training, just in a very different way um, and spending all of my days at home with Eli. So I'm very blessed to be able to do that. And I want to kind of start from the beginning where you talked about you worked a corporate job for you know a year and a half after college and you transitioned to fitness. And then of course we can get into your offerings because I think they're incredible, especially for pregnant and postpartum women. Um, but how did that transition look for you? Like what, what were you feeling inside when you thought I can't do this, you know, for the rest of my life? Totally. Um, I, I think that what we supposed to do or what we are supposed to do with our lives should be fulfilling. I think the word fulfillment is very important in life. As I'm, I'm sure, you know, very well now after having Finn, it's a level of fulfillment that you have never experienced before. Um, but I think that we need fulfillment and I don't think it's possible to have fulfillment in every aspect of our life at every given moment, but we want fulfillment from our relationships and from our friendships and from our job. And our job is important because it's, you know, more or less what we do at least five days a week. Um, and so I wasn't, I wasn't fulfilled with that job. It was the job that I got outside of college that I'm very grateful for. Looking back on it, it is for sure 
uh, it was God's plan for how I met Chase. <laughs> that is where I met Chase. So looking back, I think that that's why I was there. Um, and it was great to have it post-college. It's scary to graduate and not know what you're doing. So I'm, I was grateful to graduate and have that. But I went to school to do therapy, some form of counseling. I knew I didn't want to go back to do more school for therapy, though. So it kind of left me in this weird limbo of like, I know I want to work with people in a way of connecting with them and helping them, but I don't really know how. And until I kind of bridged the gap from college to that, this was the job that filled that time. So going into it, I knew it wasn't what I was going to do forever. Um, but then it did get to a point where I was like, okay, I'm not looking forward to not the job itself, but I didn't like being constrained to being here at a certain time and having to stay until a certain time and being inside the same place under these horrible neon lights for, you know, eight hours a day. Um, it just felt like I was boxed in and I wasn't doing what I felt like I was called to be doing. And so, um, I ended up leaving there after a year and a half and I had a nanny job as my like buffer job who I'm so super close to the family and adore them. Um, but I was with them while I studied for my personal training cert and kind of figured out how I was going to get that started. Um, so it was honestly a very spontaneous decision. It happened. It, there wasn't much planning that went into it. Um, there was a period of time where I wasn't working. The family that I needed for was a total godsend. Like I said, I'm still super close with them. They came at a great time and I was able to work for them while preparing for personal training and what has become what I do now. So that's, I think I answered that. Okay. But that's how it was. I wasn't fulfilled there and I knew it was a part-time or not long-term thing. Um, but there was definitely no plan of like, I'll be here for this long and then I'll be able to prepare for this next thing. It was kind of just, it happened how it was supposed to. Yeah. It sounds like you trusted the process. You trusted God, um, you know, the universe, whatever other listeners might be believing in, but it, you trusted a higher power and I feel like that guided you. Um, and it has a lot to do with your intuition, which kind of, you know, segues perfectly to my next question, which is your intuition. And, you know, I'm sure God guided you to transition your business from focusing on in-person sessions, m largely like in a gym setting to more online um, with your fittest bump and your um, booty after baby, you know, subscriptions that you have. And now you have an app from what I understand. So can you yeah. talk a little bit how pregnancy changed the game for you in terms of your business? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because it was so unplanned and I'm so grateful for it. Instagram can be such a crazy negative place, but it has become where I run most of my business outside of my app, but it's where I, it's essentially my storefront Instagram is. Um, and it's brought me to so many amazing moms. That's how I know you. I mean, it's, it's brought me this incredible community. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I transitioned from being in a gym from 5am until about 2pm every day. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I am through and through an extrovert. I'm very outgoing. So being in a gym setting 
truly filled me up and helping people and sweating with people and making people feel good about themselves. That was, I mean, it's what I saw myself doing forever, to be honest. Um, and I was still designing some programs on the side because fitness bump I did do while I still was working at the gym and training clients. Um, but it just, it wasn't realistic once Eli was born, could have made it work. So many moms do. Um, but it was just best for us, for me to be able to transition my business. And I'm fortunate enough that through fittest bump was a very big takeoff for my business. And it kind of showed me that, um, the best way for me to run my business is to live it out with what I'm currently doing, if that makes sense. So fittest bump was designed while I was pregnant because I wanted there to be a pregnancy program that I could follow and that I knew was safe for women to do and that they could feel safe to have while they're pregnant. Um, and then obviously I wasn't pregnant anymore. And so the next thing would be a postpartum program and booty after baby has done super well too. It's, I'm, it's like my baby. I'm very, very proud of it. Um, and I did it while I was going through postpartum. So booty after baby is cool because it's all live videos. So you see me like checking the monitor and with bags under my eyes and exhausted and you see my postpartum body healing and moving slow and then building strength progressively. Um, so that program's really special to me because it is written in a way that I am doing it with every mom that does it. Um, so that's kind of where I've transitioned. It's all, it's all through my app and um, I have one sweet client that still comes to my house that I train. Um, but other than that, I get to be at home with E and do everything on my own time and remotely. Um, and I just have, I've connected with so many moms because of that. And it's really grown my business. So it's, it's an incredible blessing that my business has taken off the way that it has, but it's cool because it took off because of Eli essentially. And because of that, I now get to be at home with him. So a sweet little transformation for sure. And it's so cool that you did these programs like in real time. And mm -hmm. I remember you would, we were talking about it once that our butts were gone after giving birth. I don't know what happens to the gone. female body, but you like, you're also just like, you're in the, if you're in the hospital for a few days, you're sitting the whole time, you know, or laying or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you come home. And then if you're breastfeeding, especially and like also just physically healing and emotionally healing from, you know, the process that is giving birth, um, that you're, yeah, your butt just like it's gone. So wow. I feel like this was a huge gap in the market, but the fact that you are like, you're a poster child for your program, you did it and then you created it. I feel like that pulls people in, especially moms, because we are heavily marketed to, to say, you know, wear this, you know, waist shrinker or whatever, mm -hmm. or take these pills. And it's like to have something so positive in this space, especially for postpartum women, I feel like that is something very special. Yeah. Well, and I've talked about this before, but the phrase bounce back is awful. Um, it shouldn't be expected. It shouldn't be thrown out there. And a lot of women will say, man, you've bounced back. And that's a compliment. They, I, it is a compliment. I hate the phrase though. And I really wish that we could do away with it because the truth of the matter is your body is not the same. It will never be the same as it was before having a kid. Um, 
whether you may end up looking, there are a lot of women who are in incredible shape and do end up getting back to that pre baby body. Um, I would say the majority of women do not. I know my hips are wider than they ever were. I used to not have hips and you know, my bones aren't shrinking back. Like that's just where that's how my body is now. Um, and so I think rephrasing a postpartum expectation from bounce back to, uh, gaining strength or getting stronger or being healthy. And so that's kind of what booty after baby I hope is preaching is that it's not about bouncing back. It's about regaining your strength. And it's, that's what we should be focusing on is just getting stronger because your body, first of all, your body after giving birth is certainly not weak. It is the strongest it's ever been because it's just done a literal miracle, but gaining back just overall strength is so much more important than, you know, quote unquote, bouncing back. It's a, I I hate the phrase. It's a lot of unnecessary pressure. I completely agree. I experienced a lot of that too, of like that internal pressure at first. And then finally, like, I think it was like a day or two in and I just said, you know what? I could care less about what my body looks like right now. I'm tired. (laughs) I just want to sleep. I want to enjoy this time with my son and I don't want to care. And honestly, the weight, I hate saying this, but it, it basically fell off breastfeeding and eating properly and resting. Like it, it happens if your body, if you release control, your body will naturally do its thing. And no, during that time, are you gaining like muscle? Absolutely not because you're not working out, but I've never felt more actually happy with my body than like right at the six week postpartum mark because excuse me, because, um, it was the first time where I didn't actually work for anything. Like I just let like life happen. And I was like, wow, I'm not, I don't look that different. You know, like my, I still kept a lot of muscle from before, but the butt definitely went and you know what? The butt comes back. It just comes back. We're both around six months postpartum now. So, you know, life is different. I'm sure our bodies will continue to change, but that relationship with your son is something you'll have forever. So like focusing on that, I think is the most important, which, Um, I know that you love incorporating him into your workouts. And um, I was just wondering, like, how has your relationship to fitness and body image and all that changed since giving birth? It sounds like it's changed probably for the better. Oh my gosh. It's changed immensely. My, I do think there's two different relationships mentioned here. So one is relationship with fitness. One is relationship with my body. Relationship with fitness is... And I have done a lot of work previously, like before having Eli on my relationship with fitness, because growing up an athlete, it, your relationship with fitness can be a little tricky because it is a job. Um, I ran track in college, so it was, it was what I did. It was what, it was my seven days a week job. Um, So I did do a lot of work on my fitness relation or my relationship with fitness before having him. But even after he, he has taught me that above all else, my body is just to be healthy. Like I, I need to keep my body healthy no matter what that looks like. Um, it's not to, I don't work out to look a certain way. I'm not working out to lose weight, to do, you know, to tone up, you know, however you want to phrase that I'm working out fitness for me right now is sanity and me time. Um, and it's kind of, always been that but it has been about looking a certain way too whereas now it truly is just like 
the 20 to 30, if I'm lucky, 45 minutes to just like feel like Macy. And so that's my relationship with fitness now is to feel like myself. My relationship with my body has changed so much. Um, I, again, having grown up an athlete, have always had, and I didn't know this until having Eli, but I've always had this pressure on myself to look a certain way because I grew up a gymnast for eight years, which you're running around a leotard, whether you know it or not, you are expected to look a certain way, even young. Um, and then I ran track for 14 years, I don't, however, a very long time. It was sixth grade through senior year of college. Um, and I'm very blessed genetically. I have a high metabolism. It's, I'm naturally just a small person. Um, but I know that I'm fortunate in that it's very unique to have experienced or to not have experienced having to lose weight before. Um, but because of that, there was an unrealistic expectation of myself to always look honestly perfect and um, always in shape, always skinny. And when you've always looked one way, it ends up becoming not enough. Um, and so that was, that was my relationship with my body before having him was having to, like, I didn't have a choice, but to look like an athlete or to look like a trainer or to look good enough to have a fitness Instagram. Um, and I wish I could apologize to my, my pre-pregnancy self because my body was beautiful and it was never enough. And so all of that to say now I my body is, is a temple and it's where my soul lives. And it's where I, it was a house and it's now food for Eli. And it's, I mean, it's emotional. It, I get emotional thinking about it because it's for so long, I put so much pressure on, on it, on my body to look a certain way. And now I'm so grateful for it because it's given me Eli and it feeds him and it, I'm, it's strong and it's beautiful. So long-winded emotional answer of yes, my body, my relationship, my, bo my body has completely changed. And it's more of, I have a love for my body instead of pressure to it for it to look a certain way. I think that's something a lot of women can relate to after they have kids. And I know that that's something that I personally experienced too. I mean, you hit on some very um, important points there where exercise used to be something where it was like burning calories or looking a certain way or getting abs. And now it's like you said, I mean, you need that time in your day to fill your cup up so that you can then give to others, especially Eli in this, in this incredibly important time of his life. Um, so speaking of, you know, the things that you like to do every day for you, what's that kind of like day in the life look like as you're a business owner, you're a mom, you want to find that time for yourself, but you know, you might be short on time. Like, what does it look like? Um, and you're breastfeeding, I believe. So, I mean, there's a lot going on there. And if people, if no one uh, listening has ever experienced breastfeeding, it is a full-time job. Yes, a full -time job. So <laughs> I would love to run through your day just to see how maybe some of the listeners can apply some of these actionable tips to build a healthy lifestyle that doesn't seem obsessive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, giving myself grace is the first, first and foremost thing. And my husband is so, so sweet about reminding me that at the end of the day, my job is to be Eli's mom. So 
if something doesn't get done for fittest core, uh, then it doesn't get done. And I'm very bad. I set very high expectations on myself. Um, you're an Enneagram three too, right? Yes. Are you an Enneagram three? Okay. So you, yeah, yeah. let me talk about this. So <laughs> this is why we get along so well. Very, yes. <laughs> um, there's always something to do in my head. There's always, always, always something to do. And when I finish the one thing, there's always something waiting for it. And, um, I think because of that, I have the success that I have, but it's also, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, because I, I'm very bad about just being and being okay, um, with what has gotten done. So it's a process that I'm still working through, but, um, I try to transitioning from having this huge long to-do list of, I mean, even tiny things like paint my nails. Like, why is that on my to-do list? But that's how my mind works. I just, there's always got to be something to do. And so, you know, when I was doing that and making this unrealistically long list, you know, two things would get done. And then I would be beat myself up about it and feel like I wasn't doing enough. And so switching, one of my good friends, Emily, is also an Enneagram 3. And she said that she switched her to-do list to two requirements. So two things that have to get done by the end of the day. And then if those get done, you have another list that's just a like cherry on top list. So like if you do get to paint your nails or if you do get to sweep the floor or whatever that is for you, that's just an added bonus, like pat yourself on the back, but you need to focus on those two things that have to get done. So for me, my business right now is no matter what my to-do list five days a week is to record a workout, which is two birds with one stone for me. It's getting my workout in and it's working. So with my app, um, I record live workouts and, and add them weekly. So that is the majority or the most important thing of my business. So um, as long as I get that done, doesn't matter what time, doesn't matter if it's broken up into a few different segments, as long as at the end of the day, there's a workout that has been done and recorded, then I can go to sleep at night feeling like I did what I needed to do for my business. Because in the midst of all of the other things and filming that workout, I'm also breastfeeding and taking care of Eli and entertaining him and all the things that come with being a mom. So that's kind of my advice. First of all, is just give yourself grace. And then second of all, um, just picking one or two things that is your like requirement of the day. And then if nothing else happens, then you still have a fed and happy baby. And that's, what's important. Absolutely. And I think, um, I don't know if you mentioned, I know, like you said, the giving yourself grace is the first thing that you do. Do you have any other staple wellness practices, you know, prayer, meditation, um, you know, talking to loved ones, like other ways that you can kind of have that emotional support during your postpartum phase? Yeah. Um, I just recently actually have started journaling every morning, which I don't know if that's necessarily helped yet. I think it will eventually. I'm literally like two weeks into it. Um, but starting every day off with that and ending every day off with that. And then in some way, shape or form movement, which like I said, does end up for the most part happening every day. And if it doesn't, it's because I am deep down. Okay. With that not happening, but movement in some way. Um, and then getting outside, I, I have to spend 
some time outside every single day as I'm, you know, the majority of us do. Um, so those are kind of my three while journaling is new being outside and moving are definitely two things. And then, um, having time to talk to chase every day is pretty big just to kind of, I think like uninterrupted, no offense, Eli, (laughs) like (laughs) just me and chase at some point, you obviously usually at the end of the day, just us either going over our days or having a glass of wine together or watching survivor or whatever that is just having that wine down time with him is very important. And when he's out of town, I do miss that. So that's, that really even maybe right up there with movement. Yeah. I think, um, reconnecting with loved ones, whether it's like a spouse or a roommate, a best friend, a parent, whatever it might be. I think that ending your day would just in with some form of human connection, heart connection is so important because I do the same thing. Like I, I go to bed way before my husband does. Um, but he's just like a night owl and I will call him up to like our room and I'm like, Hey, we, we need to talk. Yeah. And he just will lay there and he knows what I'm going to say. And I always ask like, you know, what are you grateful for? And we go over some, some gratitudes for the day and, and we try to find different ones and we try to not always make it about, um, Finn <laughs> or cause it's, as you become a parent, it's so hard to not focus on your kids. So I agree that reconnection time with whoever it might be in your life is incredibly important. And I would say essential for living like a really balanced life so that they can keep you in check just as much as you keep them in check. Totally. Um, but the podcast and book scenario in your life, I know that you're, you also are trying to like get more into podcasts. Like, I mean, moms do not have a ton of time. If I can get one pa- podcast a day and like chunk it out, like, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, like I'm, I'm winning, but that doesn't always happen. So do you have any kind of go-to podcast books, resources that have kind of helped you, um, like in your journey with fitness, wellness, and, and also like postpartum? No, I wish I had a good answer for this, but truly I don't. Um, I need to ask you what podcast you like. (laughs) I have been on this like journey to find a good podcast for like two months now. And I've tried a few, but I haven't, there haven't been any that have just kind of really resonated with me. Um, and then books, unfortunately, are not my jam either. I'm just not a reader. I did just start reading a book yesterday morning. Um, I, I already forgot what it's called, but it's something about marriage that I'm very excited about. Um, but no, honestly, um, the way that I kind of get, I guess my replacement for a podcast or a book and kind of having that knowledge and everything this is, I don't, this shouldn't be embarrassing, but it's honestly my community of moms on Instagram. Like that is just going to say, knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I mean, it's really, and so many moms, I'm very grateful for my community on there. And I daily get thank you messages from moms and it's, they're so sweet, but in the truth is like, I'm the one that needs to be thanking all of the other moms. And I do, but I like, it does just as much for me as it sounds like it does for them. Um, cause it really has become my community. And there's a lot of moms that I talk to literally every day on my Instagram. Um, and so that for me has kind of, I guess, replaced what like a podcast as far as educational and feeling like I have something to connect with. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really, I get it from my Instagram community and it's where I, I, ask a lot of questions and get a lot of answers. And it's, it's kind of like my replacement for a podcaster 
or book. I'm sure it's not the healthiest way to go about that because it doesn't give me much of a break from social media, but it keeps me sane. (laughs) Honestly, I think community is everything. And if that's the way that you're getting it, you know, I think that there's nothing wrong with that so long as it's obviously serving you as a person as opposed to taking away, um, you know, from your self-esteem, which I know some people say, you know, the more time you spend on social media, the more depressed you are, the more you like you compare to other women. But it sounds like you've always had just like a pretty good relationship with it. And you really do use it as a community space as opposed to some somewhere to like stalk influencers and like Mm -hmm. obsess about their lives, which I feel like that's when it becomes kind of dangerous. Um, Well, you are a working mom and I want to be mindful of your time. So the one question I always leave guests with is what does a life well-lived mean to you? Ah, I love this question. Um, my, a life well-lived is so fulfillment was something that I brought up in the beginning. I think that it's true internal fulfillment. Um, because I think that when you are in check with yourself and your happiest and your healthiest, healthiest self, that the rest more or less falls into place. Um, you know, not always, but you, that's actually my business name. Fittest core is what that means. Um, it's so many people think that it means like literally the fittest core, like abs, but it totally absolutely does not. It means that once you are your fittest to your core, like on your, in the inside of your soul and your body and your mind, then the rest of you, of you and your life seems to be the fittest as well, because we can't be our best and our happiest and our healthiest unless it starts internally. So a life well lived is keeping yourself first. You are the star player of your life because if you are not in check with yourself and um, healthy, then your, nobody else can be in your life, especially as a mother. That I mean, that means so much more now. You know, if I'm not my best self or getting sleep or if I'm not fed, then I'm not going to be the best version of the mom I need to be for Eli. So life all lived, you are keeping yourself priority so that you can be the best for yourself and others and um, doing the things that make you happy because that, I think, keeps you healthy. Well, you are leading such an authentic life and that I feel like that really shines on social media, but even more if if anyone could see Macy on video right now, she's just, I feel like you just like emote such happiness and joy. Like even when you're not smiling, like you can tell that you're just a genuinely happy person. And I think a lot of that comes with the gratitude that you have for life and also keeping first things first, like your family and your faith and your fitness and those are all the reasons I wanted to talk to you today. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, can you just tell people one more time where they can find you on social and, and on the web and all that stuff? Yes. Um, Fittest Core, F-I-T-T-E-S-T-C-O-R-E is my Instagram. And then that is also my app. Um, it's available on Apple and Android. So if you want to check that out, there's a free seven day trial. Um, but that's where all of my workouts and workout programs are. And then I'm very active on my Instagram. So if you ever want to connect and say, Hey, I will probably respond to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much friend for coming today. I know that I'll probably have you on again, let's say like a year from now, if this is still going. Um, and I just want to check in and see 
how's it going? How's business? How's Eli? And all the good stuff so people can hear where you're at. Um, But for now, we have so enjoyed having you and we hope to talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kayla underscore underscore Brandon. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.